hidden behind closed doors. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Jason, what movie are we talking about? Today we're going to discuss 1971's Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Michael, what are we drinking today? Buddy, cheers. Cheers. We have Bohemian Rapids, Czech-style Pilsner. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Yeah, this is good. Iowa Brewing Company. They provided this for us when I was back home. Great little place in Cedar Rapids. It's tasty. A little sweet. It's got the hot malt balance. It's crisp, clean. Just what you want in that Czech-style Pilsner. Temperature has been rising lately. Well, I mean, in the last two days. I mean, it was in this beautiful stretch of like mid-60s. I was loving it. And then yesterday it spiked, yeah. and it was it was warm. Down here on the west side, you live up in Monrovia. 92 degrees. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I, was, I was hot, and I think it was 75. <laughs> so a beer like this is mm. perfect on that day. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. It was great. Had a lot of fun. Had a, had a day down in Cedar Rapids when I was back home, and these guys were super welcoming. So they're sponsoring our show. They sponsored it, yeah. And it was great because one of the guys, uh, he brought it out, he, and he gave it to me, and he said, I, I, I'd like to say, I want to see what you do with this. Like, he was a little bit of a challenge, which I sort of like. Jason, this is your pick, this movie. Yes. Because I I did see this when I was a kid. I'm going to let you talk about it first, but I do have a quick story. So, I've never seen this movie before. For some reason, I own it. It's funny (laughs) how that works. It it could have been a purchase where I came across and I thought, oh, well, I'll I'll pick this up. It's got a great title. It's got a great title. Grabs you. Yes. I was looking for a horror movie that was kind of in the 70s, a transition from the 60s to 70s. I thought this would be a good choice. And also because recently, when you're reading some critics of horror movies, people started writing like, this is like one of the best horror movies from that decade. I, I like the movie. It's not the best horror movie that decade oh and spoiler alert yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert yeah. we're gonna get into a lot of detail i'm with you i read the same thing repeat this is one of the scariest yeah. movies of all time i don't dislike the movie I, i'm not whoa this is amazing but i also there's there's just no way i could say this is one of the scariest movies one of the best horror movies i think sometimes people want to try to find something in the past that was good when I think of the term scary, I, I'm honestly thinking of what jump scares, where something jumps out at you, and you're like, ah. And this movie, there might be one or two soft moments like that, but in general, this movie has more of a creepy, dreamy It tries to set vibe. a tone. Yes. And, I mean, I will say I thought it was on an uneven, and we'll get into it. There are some comparisons of movies we've done, yeah. movies that you've picked, yeah. that I think were much more successful yeah. at creating a mood a sense of like uneasiness. Uh, my quick story is we did rent this when we were kids because of the title. Of course. And I didn't remember a thing. What I did remember is we hated this movie. And it was very simple. <laughs> Picture yourself, you 12, yeah. 12 year old you, you watching not, this. That would not, this would bore me to. What are you looking tears. for? I don't even think, I remember, we, I don't even think we finished it because we were all just, we were like, we're this is for horrible. Monsters, some blood splatter, and some boobs, hopefully. Uh, yeah, there's none of that. <laughs> no. There's a, a little bit of blood. Yes. There's no violence. It no. was us playing in the yard was more violent yeah. than this. It was an interesting thing to revisit it because I went, as, as I was watching it now, I went, I went, 12 year old me had no business watching this. It was wasted. It was a wasted, you know, whatever, buck. 25 to rent it (laughs) what is this movie so this is one where is it a vampire movie is it a ghost movie is it a symbolic trip on someone's actual death it's a mixture is it is it it real real horror you know exactly is it even does it even 
at the end, your question is like, does it even happen? It is not a testament to small town hospitality. No. That is one thing it isn't. <laughs> the old like small town rejection of outsiders is just really strong in this one. Yeah, and I think it's mixed. And I'm going to let you speak a little too about like, the history of like how this movie came about. But I would say I agree. Like as an adult, I kind of like this type of horror movie. As a kid, a teen, I would have been just oh, like just a knucklehead yeah. out of this. I'm like, where's the beheadings? Yeah. <laughs> right, you know, if it's a vampire, it's like really like show me the vampires. Yeah, like, bring them out. And you know, <laughs> even you know, I can even, let's scare Jessica to yeah. death. Well, I can think of a lot of things wrong with that. You yeah, because like you know, nobody's out there scaring yeah. her. It's and, a, and she doesn't die or she may already be dead. dead. That that is the one thing is I do I walked away with questions, but I think a lot of the the mood and the questions are not necessarily intended. It's the first time this director, it's his first film, and he came from theater. There are often moments where it looks to me he's shooting a play. He was having some struggles transitioning. Yeah. So I don't know if all of the mystery was intended. I think it was a little shoddy. Also, just to, like you said, this movie started, it was written by a dude. It was going to be a satire of the hippie culture, and it was going to be called It Drinks Hippie Blood. It was going to be about some hippies who go off and they go camping on, on a cove, and a monster comes out of the cove and starts eating them. That was the original story. I, and I think the only thing that they stayed in common is maybe the setting. The cove. Yeah. I mean, it's 1971, so they probably filmed it in 70. Uh, I would assume that the characters have what we consider hippie or bohemian lifestyle qualities. Duncan and Jessica, they sound like they're professionals in New York. He played in the New Philharmonic. Yeah, so it's not like they're living a commune lifestyle all no, of a sudden. It's, no, it is bohemian, <laughs> I guess. Like it, Living in that artistic world yeah. could be bohemian. But he quit the Philharmonic. They took all their savings and blew it on this apple farm. I don't know, in upstate New York, I guess. Do we yeah. know where we are? are they... I think they filmed this in Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Their plan is this. They're, they're just going to sell everything in the house to get money. I guess until the apple crop comes in. I guess. I... What background in playing professionally in the Philharmonic gives you the skill set to become an apple farmer just like that? Oh, and by the way, <laughs> he won't let Jessica eat apples from their own farm because apparently they're poison. Because there's a lot of just spraying God knows what. Yeah. Their their buddy Woody, who goes up there with them, puts on a gas mask, gets on a tractor, and just drives through the orchard spraying poison pesticide yeah, yeah. just ooh, nice. and i think that that's probably one plot point i would imagine of the original because if they're supposed to be this bohemian lifestyle from new york and they're like we're gonna move to the farm that's easy to transition yeah and the first thing they do is we're gonna spray pesticides yeah. all over my yeah. crop <laughs> exactly get back to the yeah. land and then just yeah spraying whatever god-awful chemicals yeah. yeah that's sort of satire but it, they didn't it's like the, play that up. the sonic death ray machine in the manchester morgue <laughs> or kill bugs with <laughs> sonic power <laughs> turns them crazy <laughs> they attack each other yeah. i see no problem with that but also there's this like very very death from the opening tell us that the opening there's a hearse and they're loading what it looks like you only see partial amounts of it. It, it looks like a coffin. It's actually, re I've never seen, being around musical instruments, I've never seen this large hard case for a standing bass. It's strange. It's strange. It looks medieval. Yeah. It looks medieval. Oh, it does. And, and the first time I saw it, that kind of slipped by me. 
And then later in the movie, it's in the house. At, they, they leave yeah. it at the foot of the stairs, which is a dumb place. But yeah. I went, how come nobody notices the giant coffin at the foot of the stairs? And then it wasn't after, after a couple viewings, I was like, oh, that. Yeah. It's the cello. And I like you, I've been on some cellos, upright yeah. basses. Never seen anything quite like this. It was yeah. strange. And so the opening scene is saying, we, someone's died. Maybe it's his musical career. <laughs> And then the very next scene... You're, you're it, not wrong. <laughs> and this is one of the few times in the movie where there's some sunshine. They're driving and they stop at a cemetery. So, of course, as the first-time viewer, your assumption is, oh, coffin in hearse to cemetery. It's going to be a graveyard service. But then Jessica gets out of the back of the hearse and goes running into the cemetery. And you find out that she likes to do... Rubbings? Uh, is, yeah, that, is that what they're called? Gravestone rubbings. Yeah. Which is another indication of how much death is going to be a part of this movie. That is an odd establishing, and it's kind of heavy hatting like, hey, this movie is going to be about death. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Woody and, and, and Duncan, Duncan is her husband, yeah. Woody is their friend. They're standing at, by the hearse talking about her, and they sort of allude. It's like our first allusion to something. something's yeah. up with her. Like she was in a, uh, an institution yes. for six months. We nev They never exactly come out and say why. She talks about her dad dying. Yeah. This is the first inkling we get that, you know, oh, it's going to be good for her getting out into the country, yeah. driving around in a hearse. It's also the first part of the movie, and, you're gonna, and, the, and we're not going to dive into details constantly, but <laughs> this movie also gets inside Jessica's head where you hear voiceover. It's supposed to be what she hears. And so you have the two men discuss, like, oh, she had a problem. And then she is running in the cemetery, and, she's, and you can hear a voiceover saying, like, forget the doctors. Yeah. Forget, you know, that place. I'm okay now. We'll start over. And this is also the first time we see this girl. And it had, the music changes. This ominous sound when you see this girl. One thing that I kept coming across was the soundtrack. And it's an interesting soundtrack. I liked it. It is interesting. There's a lot of acoustic, quiet, soft moments just downright weird at times. Yeah. But this is the first time she sees this young woman in white with something around her neck. She runs off, and Jessica is afraid to say anything to the guys because she feels whatever she says is going to be interpreted as Jessica is getting crazy again. So it, it's really sad. Her character is pretty sad to me. Every time that guitar comes on, it sounds like someone's playing, a, they're about to break in the Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's you're like right. some early riffs on Stairway to Heaven, and no, then all of a sudden... Not in this guitar store, Mr. Exactly. <laughs> the ferry. Yes. You Okay, you pull a hearse onto a ferry. Hey, we get it. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about death, because the ferry, in a, lot of, in a lot of religions, philosophies, Please. mythologies... Yeah. The ferryman takes you across the river Styx. Yes, or to Hades or the yes, underworld. and you're not coming back. He, at first, looks at them, and he seems kind of... At first, he seems very suspicious, and then lightens up because Woody makes a joke about death. Where What's in says, the case? It's like, my mother-in-law. And he's like, I wish, wish it was mine. mine. <laughs> <laughs> this town is gone in the next yeah. decade yeah. because everybody who lives there is about 80. Yeah. So he yeah. sees young people, strangers, driving a hearse, which is odd. Yes. But then Woody does break the ice with them. And he seems like to all of a sudden connect with these young people. But then Duncan mentions... <laughs> Ruins oh, it. Where's yeah. the deal? Because we bought the old bishop place. And you can see the change on the ferryman. You don't want to tell people in this yeah. town. You don't want to tell them I bought the bishop place. And it's one part of the movie that I wish they would have explored. One person was trying to explain it to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> the antique dealer is like, let Dark. me really tell you the story. And they're like, no, 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 no. Darker. No. Yeah. Well, because it was going to make Jessica crazy. Because Duncan doesn't know how to interact with his wife. Yeah. If you ever remade this movie, it might you know, be nice to go more what what was going on with the bishops. Was it remade? I think there was an attempt to remake it with um, the kid stays in the picture guy, Robert Evans. Yeah. He was going to remake this movie... But it never, it never flew. This is one of those I think I would love to see a remake, and you could flesh it out. Just do a little more with it. Don't remake Miami Vice, you know. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> so you watch the movie, and the sunshine slowly diminishes yeah. as you enter into this old. T- I don't even know what the name of the town is, but there's only like one cross street. It's like Maple and Maine. <laughs> and I sort of like it when movies do this. They don't tell you where you are because this this could be. The Northeast, this could be the Midwest. There are places out yeah. here. It could be the Northwest. Could it, be purgatory. Bam. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and all there is is a bunch of old men, and you notice right off. Damn hippies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say yeah. about them. <laughs> Look what they're driving. Yeah. They're like heckling them. Yeah. And, and, and Woody goes, it's it's cheaper than a station wagon. Yeah. He says something like that. And, I, and I'm thinking, that can't be right. There's no <laughs> way that a hearse is... Less expensive to drive than a station wagon. I know. Woodrow. But no, they are. They get the small town unwelcome. They see, again, weird young young people at the bishop place yeah. in a hearse. This, yeah. this is all sorts of trouble. And it's funny because later on what you learn about some of these townspeople, I'm, I'm curious of why their behavior was like this. I'm going to make an argument sometimes that all these town people are, are enthralled by a vampire who lives in this town. I, I think 100%. If she needs new blood to come to this town, I feel like you should be rolling out the red carpet. Exactly, you, should, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be scaring me off. No. And and also, Jason, why did this Dorker guy get seem to get welcome? The guy exactly. who owns the antique place, yeah. like that makes. I feel like they cut something that was because they just dropped this guy who was from New York into the movie and to kill him. And I don't know what the point of having him be from New York was. Yeah. Or, and also why was he, why is he, why is it okay for him to be here? And Jessica notices bandages. Yeah. Everybody has a wound, a bandage. Yeah. And, and and you kind of look at it and you go, well, they're a bunch of old men. Woody suggests that they look like they're left over from the civil war. And see, so that might be ghosts or people. Or who the, undead. the undead. All right. They get to the Bishop farm and, Jessica has more moments, but they find there's someone in the house. And I love Woody's reaction. You know, he comes up. There's a woman. There's someone in the in the house. He goes, okay, yeah, that's yeah. great. He has some weird reactions he to does. things. Because there's someone broke into your home. And it's this young woman, Emily. But she's been squatting there. And she's the only hippie type person in the movie. This is also a scene where you hear inside Jessica's head, but you hear another voice. Yes. That says, Jason, basically says, Jessica, why have you come here? It's like this place calling Jessica. When she gets there, is Emily, does she start to bewitch them? Jessica says, oh, you don't have to leave. Stay for dinner. And she starts asking her questions. And Emily is, has some really vague, weird answers. Yes. Like Jessica says, don't you care where you go? And she goes, no. Do you? They ask her, like, how long have you been here? These ambiguous replies to questions make you think, is she real? Their exchange at that point is odd. 
I, it would make me concerned about who I'm letting him. I would not be letting you stay for dinner. I'd be kicking you out. <laughs> and in addition, the use of sound in this movie, anytime there's something that could be construed as ominous, they play ominous music to let you also like, no, like, no, 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 like pay attention. Like <laughs> you need to look over here. <laughs> and so, yes. So they're sitting down for dinner. They invited Emily because, you know, they're bohemian. Oh yeah. <laughs> like something else maybe. Yes. <laughs> Like well, the delicious beer we're drinking today. I, you did have. I did forget to mention that uh, Bohemian Rapids on the can is Freddie Mercury, of course, and a classic Freddie Mercury pose. You yeah. know, arguably, you know, one of the greatest frontmen ever. Yeah, five point two percent. Dude, if we were working the apple farm, yeah. I don't care. I'll say it. Yeah. I'd be sitting on the tra- tractor having one of these. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on the road. Yeah, duh. <laughs> You're just spraying pesticides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's at this point where I think both of us start saying. Okay, this is similar to some other horror movies right around this period that were dreamlike, where like from Messiah of Evil, which we covered. we've done. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Messiah of Evil, which, I mean, you turned me on to that, and I love that movie. That is a cool movie. That is a movie that gets its, its tone, its mood right, and just never kind of lets you sit in your chair. You yeah. never, you're never comfortable. You're going, what's going on here? And this movie, I think, attempts to do that. And at times, it's, it's effective. And at times, it just leaves me going, what are you doing? Inconsistent as a first-time director. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard. I, and he, also, not sure what he was trying to do with this movie. Well, and you took a story, and yeah. then you went, we're just going to throw that away and yeah. just keep two pieces of it. And the fact that the cast is so small. I mean, really, we're focusing on four people. You Again, see very some, play-like, very yes. theater-like. What I do like, though, and, and you might be able to speak to this more than me, Emily plays a song. She's got a guitar, of course, because it's 1971, and she's just a rambling hippie. And it looks like a mandolin. It looks like a really (laughs) old, old string instrument. And and she's playing. She plays this song at dinner, which, by the way, real quick, they were going to dub someone else doing it over that, and they ended up keeping her. The actress actually played and did it, but their plan was to go dub over it, which I thought was odd. Yeah, she does a a fine job. But while she's doing it, Duncan goes and brings his cello in to play along with her. And I think it's a standing bass. <laughs> oh, I know there's a difference. I know there's a difference. But I thought I thought they he, I thought that he said cello. He played for the Philharmonic. I think he does say that. But, but it's actually it, a standing bass. It looks ba- like you it's a standing think, bass. Well, it's probably less expensive to get your hand yeah. on a standing bass. It base. could be. But, Who knows? but she go, she remarks on how great he is. And it, I gotta be honest, I'm no aficionado of the instrument. What did he do that was so great? Well, it it made it sound scary and horrible. It was, it, he did not. He did not harmonize with her no. well at all it just he came in and was like oh, i'm gonna play something from hammer yeah. the hammer horror movie it was it, it just it didn't seem that proficient it didn't seem it didn't seem to accompany her it was just i'm gonna play something else from the baroque period yeah it's creepy it was really creepy when he added to it. everybody's like oh that sounds good i'm like that yeah. doesn't she, i thought that was a weird situation and even the lyrics after watching it several times i went back and if you listen to the lyrics so this is a movie also if you do decide to watch it, you watch it the first time, then go back and watch it a second time and see all the hints that they're giving you. Because the lyrics <laughs> that Emily is singing is basically, stay forever, my love, we're together, my love, leave the world you know above, <laughs> and stay with me, my love. Yeah. Stay forever, my love. <laughs> and, and when Jessica, Jessica asks her, how long have you been here? Ages. You might not catch all of this. Yeah. You you won't. I wanted them to pass like some like garlic, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, not for me, please." I was waiting for the Ingrid Pitt moment <laughs> yeah. where she'd like just pop up, yeah. you know, and be like, "I got fangs and <laughs> an ample bosom." <laughs> so she notices Duncan 
kind of has a, you know, is looking Emily and she, there's a thing there. And so they go to bed and Jessica has taken these headstone rubbings and hung them all around the bedroom. Again, kind of creating this, bringing the cemetery into their bedroom. I don't know what that does for your love life. No. It's, it's not going to help it. And there's another hint too that, because at the end you never realize if, what, what Emily is, but there's a hint too that she might be a ghost because Jessica tells a story. Because also Emily's like, let's do a seance. It's exactly what yeah. you want to do. Oh, well, dude, but it's 1971. It <laughs> yeah. is so, Everyone's doing this seances. Is so 70s. <laughs> this is so 70s. There's so much 70s going on here. Because Jessica describes how she saw a ghost of her father talking to her. I've seen them before. And we don't know at the end what, what everything is going on. Well, and it, it almost seems to intimate that possibly is yeah. that why she was in the institution because yeah. her father died. I know it's terrible, but you know, six months in an institution yeah. seems there's an underlying problem. That seance, Emily really wants Jessica to call the spirits, and Jessica does, and they all smile. But you hear what Jessica's hearing; no one else hears this, and you hear a tidbit of the Abigail, the bishop's life, and it's a really odd scene because once again, it doesn't address any questions. No one else hears this. No, and she but, starts crying a little. Yeah, bit. It's exactly. Very overwhelming for her. So you. Like Jessica might have some sort of conduit to the other side. That's a strange scene. When they're in bed, Woody decides he's, he's going to try to make a move. Emily is cruel to him and to Jessica. She sort of leads Woody on, and then she ends up flirting with Duncan shamelessly in front of both yeah. of them. And even Woody calls Duncan out at one point. Exactly. You know, he's a good friend. So, but he he makes a move and then they take their little walk out to the cove. That's where you find out Jessica was away for six months. Duncan blew his savings for the farm. And he even says, we have to sell stuff to make it work. I'm like, this isn't a plan. Just, I'm going to yeah. sell the furniture out of my house. That's how we got to make this work. I go, <laughs> we'll be sleeping on the floor, but you know what? We'll have a hamburger yeah. for, for, the, for the day. So, and they, they talk about we're all wandering spirits. Yes. And then she even says to him, don't worry, I won't go away. She's like trying to slow him down. Like, you're maybe a little too fast for me. He's cowboy. being 1971. Yeah. And she's, she's going, I'm from another time. Yeah. I, we don't move that quickly, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mustache. <laughs> but I'll be here forever. Yes. He has a great mustache. He has good mutton chops too, you know. Mm -hmm. Out of all the characters, he looks the most hippie-ish. Yes, he, he's the one that dates the movie. So then we get our first, like, hey, let's play in the cove. Let's go swimming. I think it's they're bathing because there's no indoor plumbing is my assumption. It's all over the place because they have electricity. <laughs> Maybe they don't have the gas on or something. Who knows? <laughs> but they're out there, you know, in bathing suits washing themselves. And you can see Emily is purposely moving her way to get next to Duncan. Yeah. Next to him, but like yeah. rubbing him, yeah. soaping him up. It's great because Jessica will just kind of watch it and go, yeah. He likes her. In her head, these are voiceovers. She, th that scene kind of ends, but they're all hanging out there on the cove. Emily disappears. She goes, I'm going to go and fix lunch. And then Jess decides, I'm going to go for another swim. And the music turns ominous. So I'm thinking Jaws is going to happen. <laughs> and we see the lady in white in the water, which is creepy, pull on Jessica. And she screams. And of course, Woody and Duncan jump off. The, they're on a small little, what do you call that? A war dock. A dock. Yeah. Um, and they don't see anything. The very first viewing of this movie, based on a title, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, I had this backstory built where I thought her husband, right. I'm assuming she's from a fortune, you know, a Brahmin family in New York with a lot of money, <laughs> affording her Love to it. date, you know, like a, a Philharmonic player. And 
the intention is to drive her completely insane. That's what I was thinking. And Emily was That's a setup. Going. Yes, a plant. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't go much from there, but the first, because the title makes you believe like, hey, we're going to, almost like April um, April Fool's. April Fool's Day yeah. or dead of winter where, yeah. you know, it's like you try to tell somebody, you're like gaslighting. Yeah. You're trying to, trying to, we're trying to drive you crazy so that we can get your money. Exactly. That's not what's going on here. No, but Woody and Duncan don't see anything in the water. And what I do love, though, is Woody swims around and he says, there, there's nothing, there can't be anything in here. I go, wait, it's a cove. Yeah. A cove is connected to something else. There, there's something. There could be something in here, buddy. You know, I'm not saying it's a shark. And then they have lunch. They go and have Emily's lunch. And you pointed this out, too. And so I watched it. You're right. It looks like she's serving them raw food. Raw hamburger. It yeah. looks like raw ground beef, like with some garnish. Which is something a vampire would, you know... Well, it's also, you did a crappy job fixing lunch. Yeah, exactly. Anybody can take ground beef and throw it on a plate. Yeah. You know, that's when you cook it, that, that you become the cook. Throw some hamburger helper. I mean, I watched it so many times, and I'm telling you, they're eating raw hamburger. Yeah. And, and nobody says peep. Um, they are drinking Budweiser. You know, it's a table, there's a bunch of old Budweiser cans on it. That was... So they have money for beer. Yeah. But, I mean, we got, we got to bathe in the cove. They got their priorities right, I guess. Duncan goes, hey, man, we got to make some dough. So let's just start, just, just start, you know, cannibalizing our, our home and barn. That works on such a horrible assumption that I'm spending my money by this farm, and I only have enough money to buy the farm. So as a going concern, we really don't have any money but just to move there. So a part of my plan is that we will find enough stuff left in the house that's worth something and then find someone who's willing to buy it. Yeah. Until the point we have nothing in our home. We're sleeping on a, on a mattress on the floor because nobody's buying a used mattress. It's the only reason we'd be sleeping on the wooden floor yeah. if people would buy our used mattress, you know? She goes into the attic. He goes into the barn. And he finds junk. I'm telling you, he finds jugs and bottles and somehow gets a bunch of money for it. It's ridiculous. In like, 1971, I think they get a total of $250. 250 bucks. And I mean, granted, the one that's a silver frame, which, by the way, if I'm if I'm going into a barn, like to dig around, finding crap, I'm going to have a beer. Yeah. Bohemian Rapids would be a beer I would have. And they would better serve if they had this sitting on the table. Go down with that raw, raw hamburger that Emily's trying to pass off as a lunchtime meal. It's going to take a lot of beer, Emily. <laughs> Go start fire with with my furniture that nobody will buy. It this seems is like a good a, beer, though. Ill man. thought out plan, but yeah, this beer is delicious. Yeah, it's got just a nice amount of sweetness to it. That I mean, now now that we're talking about it, I start getting hungry, and and, and I think, man, a hamburger would be really yeah, good right now. You know? Not Emily's though. <laughs> She's in the attic, and she finds some clothes, puts it on. She also really important. She opens a chest, and there's a knife, a big sort of kitchen knife. And then she finds a portrait, and it's supposed to be an old-timey portrait with a silver frame. Now, that could be worth some dough if yes. that's a real silver frame. But it's the, it's the Bishop family. But, Jason, who's in the picture? Emily's in the picture, and it's clear. It's not a, it, it's somebody that looks like her. Like, you pick up a doll, you know, yeah. a bill, and you go, hey, Alexander Hamilton looks like my neighbor. Yeah. And no, this is, would be Alexander Hamilton is my neighbor. Yeah. It's a picture, and it's Emily. And she doesn't think anything of it. Duncan comes and he goes, hey, what'd you find? She's like, I found this. And he's like, I found a bit, literally, I got a bridle. Yeah. <laughs> an old bridle, which I'm sure people would love. Some jugs and bottles. That's what he found. And he goes, we're going to sell this. But Jessica and Emily aren't really big on selling this portrait, which is telling because Emily is thinking, 
in my opinion, she, she's going, hey, this is my family. Because Emily, yeah, she says, of all the items, you're going to sell this. I like Duncan's response. She says, you know, it's like selling a used car. He goes, yeah. people sell used cars all the time. Yeah. Well, that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible analogy, Emily. It's like selling a used car. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. No, it's like selling a family heirloom. Yeah. And at this point, I think Jessica is kind of has a push-pull relationship with Emily because I think this is an opportunity. Like, Emily's supposed to go away today. Like, they said that she could spend the night and have dinner with them, and the next morning they would take her into town. But then Jessica's the one who suggests mm-hmm. we, we should ask her to stay. Duncan's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, he's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Woody's all happy because she said, I told you I'd never go away. And this is a point, too, where, and, and you're actually listening to the audiobook right now of Camellia. Um, yes, I listened to it, which it gets compared to often. And it is because there's a female vampire and there's this undertone of kind of lesbianism, which, of course, when that Cam- Camilla was was written, no way could you do it. So you can see some parallels. I think it's it's a stretch. What every story that involves women. Yeah. Or and, women and, vampire. And, yeah. You're like, ah, it's, it's gotta be Carmilla. <laughs> yeah. Sheridan LaFan, who sure was a forward thinking fellow, <laughs> you know, but what I love is they're driving into town and she, and she says, do you find her attractive? Well, yeah. 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 Dun- Duncan's all enthusiastic. I'm, I'm thinking, bro, you know, don't, your wife has been in an institution. She's, you know, mentally fragile. And there's ways of saying it without going, whoa, yeah. You know, are you thinking like the three of us or what's going on there? You know what I mean? It was like, he's a little too enthusiastic about it. Uh, I know. It, you know? And that's what, it's a point where I'm like, why didn't Jessica just say, no, it is time for her to go? And I think part of it is that she's drawn a little to Emily. Thing, do you think she is or do you think Emily's vampire? Yes. Her. There's a bewitching going on. I mean, I don't know. It's, I, it's still up in the air at this point. I, I've watched this movie several times. Yeah. And I still don't know if I have an answer. I yeah. feel like Emily's bewitching them. Or Jessica is kind of manipulating all this because she's got some sort of power. But they, they go into town. They want to sell their junk. They literally have yeah. junk, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, we, we've been around antiques. Yeah. They've got, other than a silver frame, they've got junk. I got a table, you know, I got some bottles, some jugs. But that's, and what, yeah, but they find the dumbest stuff. It's <laughs> You have a house full of old furniture. At least, you know, eh, we'll take this armoire. Duncan asked this old dude, man, is there a place I can sell my junk? And and he goes, if there was a place, I sure wouldn't tell you. That's what a local says to him. Maybe we should rethink this farm thing. (laughs) Yeah, that and also if Emily does have these people enthralled, why is she having them? Is she just toying with everybody? Because she has nothing. She lives forever. She has nothing else to do that she's... A vampire. Maybe she can keep them, but they can still think for themselves. Yeah. And they're super angry because they go, I, I can't die. Yeah. This old witch won't let me die. But also, Jason, this town is so damn small. I feel like the place is right there. Do you need to be asking everyone? Do you have a place like that right there where I can I sell my junk? You know, it's not a thriving metropolis, <laughs> right? I mean, if somebody, you know, around here, yeah. absolutely. But no, in this town, you like you said, two streets, yeah. one intersection, yeah. no tra- traffic lights. I think the antique place is going to be easy to find. Yeah, after that, really unfriendly. <laughs> <laughs> Go F yourself advice. would have been more nice. Uh, they both walk out to the car because Jessica had gone in to buy eggs. And that was a really strange thing. And the only thing that came about of it was that she realizes more and more people have bandages around them. There's a bunch of old men surrounding the car and leaning on the car. As they walk in, no one really mistreats Jessica. Mm-mm. 
But Duncan gets a slap on his head. Once he's getting in the car, this old dude slaps him and kind of smiles. He's like, hey, watch it. Yeah. And Jessica at the uh, And do they mark out. the car? Well, that because was my she... question. It looks like something's been marked on the window. Yeah. In, but uh, I'm not sure. They, they sort of focus on yeah. it. And I, I it's just not, It's not a clear think, shot yeah, at I'm, all. I'm, but they are. They're just acting weird. Because I own it. I watched it on... Internet archive. Stop bragging. Yeah, and and I watched it on. I watched all three, and all three of those. I can't make what's on. The, but she looked at the window and sees something. There's something there. Yeah, yeah. But these old dudes, it's it's just strange. It's strange. So then they go to the black whale. The perfect name for an antique dealer. Kind of great. I like it. You know, it's got a cool old whale. I'd like yeah. to have that sign. Like that sign could be worth something now, <laughs> not like his dumb bottles. <laughs> but they go on this guy named Dorker. Used to live. Sam Dorker used to live in New York. Yeah, loves fishing. Yes. He, oh boy, does he? <laughs> and he's going on. He's from New York, and he fled the urban blight. And yeah. just oh, it's terrible. And there, and it seems to be so bad. A pizzeria opened up in his neighborhood, and he couldn't stand the smell. This is his his horrible experience of New York. Apparently, is yeah, smelling pizza places come in. You know, I mean, smelling property good values pizza. drop. I know. He keeps trying to sell them stuff, and finally they say, "We're trying to we're trying to sell stuff." He goes, "Well, what do you got? Uh, literally a bridal, some jugs, bottles." I mean, that's useless. Yeah. Oh, we have a silver picture frame. And, and he goes, oh, oh, the bishops. Yeah. What I love is this guy knows the, this guy, he came from New York, I'm assuming like recently. And, and he goes, oh, well, I know mistake in the bishops. He's got this lengthy history down of the, of the area. Secondly, they are really standoffish to this new group, the, the Duncan Jessica group. And for some reason, they let this other New Yorker move in and open up a, a thriving business buying junk. I, it's sort of confusing because we don't get this flushed out at all. There's no, we don't get any hidden backstory. But he ends up buying their junk, gives them 250 bucks, Jason. In 71, that, that's some cash. And he also reveals that Abigail Bishop drowned before her wedding and their body was never recovered. And they even say she's a vampire wandering around up there. And as he's doing it, Duncan is looking at Jessica, and his, you can see his wheel spinner. He goes, oh, my goodness, he's going to make my wife crazy. Yeah. And he's cutting the guy up. He's like, Mr. Mr. Dorker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even Jessica calls him out for being rude. She's like, she thought that behavior was yeah, rude. don't do that again. Yeah. And, and it's true. I don't think she's acting that strangely at this point. But I don't think it's about her acting strange. I think he's inflating that because yeah. he, he wants to get with Emily. Emily. Crappy, you yeah. know, that's how I see it. By the way, right after they leave, they have this shot for some reason of Dorker walking across walking across frame with his fishing pole and his tackle box. And I thought that was an <laughs> odd thing where it's showing it closed. And I'm like, you didn't. He mentioned he loved fishing. You could have just showed him at the next scene because I was anticipating someone following him after that. Like to see Emily just kind of casually stroll into the picture and follow him, but nothing. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird shot. I, I think I think it was a little over-exposition, but also, what, what is this movie, like hour and 28 minutes? Yeah. He's out fishing. This isn't going to go well for him because he spilled the beans. Yeah. Essentially, even though he might not believe it, he's like, oh, vampire schmampire, yeah. he spilled the beans, so he has to pay. Do you think he has to pay, or do you think it also is, this is just more ways to kind of make Jessica spiral? The assumption is Emily's a vampire and she's toying with them. If she's a vampire, she could just easily have taken them that first night. So when she's just toying them, is it she wants Jessica to come willingly with her? And way to do that is to drive her more and more kind of bonkers. I don't know why they waited until this moment to, for her to take out Sam. 
it seems like for most people, she feeds off of them. Jessica sees him dead. Yeah. But he could have been just like, I haven't risen yet as a vampire thrall or something. I mean, yeah, vampire stories differ yeah. in vampire yeah. powers because it is odd that he would be killed in, out in his boat because we see the lady in white. And then Jessica sees the girl. She follows her, finds the body. And then she brings Duncan. Of course, the body's gone. This makes Jessica, oh, it's... And she starts thinking, oh my God, it's happening yeah, again. Yeah, I'm, I'm crazy. What, whatever is happening is happening again. And they spot the girl. They chase her down. And then, yeah, that's important because Duncan sees the, the young girl for the first time as well. And we have to point out, this is the only young person in the entire town that you see. And she doesn't have a word to say. No. It looks like she's been a wound around her throat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Had her voice taken from yeah. her, probably because she was speaking up. They catch the girl. Jessica does kind of lose it. She's just grabbing her, yelling, you know, the body, did you see the body, did you see the body? And Woody has a gr another great action. He stops the tractor yeah. and walks over and goes, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a girl. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and Jessica, it does seem crazy because she turns and she, and she says to Woody, you know, she saw the body. She led me to the body. Yeah. She saw the body. It, this guy has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. We just look like a Looney Tune. And the body's gone. Duncan, you can tell, doesn't believe her. Mm. He gives her a hug for, for comfort. But uh, what's creepy is when they have the girl, Emily walks out of nowhere. She looks menacing because she's got an apple. She's tossing in the air, yeah. which we know the apples are, are poison. poison. <laughs> that girl sees Emily and, and, and just runs in terror. That frame ends with the look on Emily, and it, it is an evil look. We're escalating things now. Jessica seems to most people more and more unhinged. Jessica and Duncan are in the cemetery. They catch a mole, which is clearly a mouse, and they keep it. They stress that it's a mole. And we were talking about this, and you said it's, it's blind to all the death around it. And I hope you were kidding, because I replied with like, ha, ha, ha. And then I thought, oh, he didn't write back. Maybe he was being really serious, and he thinks, I was just being a dickhead. <laughs> but, but, but it's true. I mean, I, moles live underground. Yeah. They are blind. It's a mouse. It is. And I don't get why you try to force me to think it's a mole. Yeah. And what symbol does it have except Jessica wants to keep it as a pet? And they found it in a cemetery. Yeah. Which is death. They yeah. live underground and they're blind yeah. to all that's around them. <laughs> so dinner that night's interesting. <laughs> Dude, dinners all across the board are very weird at this place. Yeah. One invitation is all I need. Yeah. And, then, and then I go, I'm not going back there. No. Jane, Jane, we're never going to their place again. Emily is telling this strange, which is kind of funny, this strange story. It's a joke, actually. A strange story about an enormous cake that's consuming parts of London. And people are scared of this cake as it slowly moves its way and consumes things. And people get knocks at the door. And people are like, are you the cake? And it's like, it's not the cake. It reminds me of like land shark. It's so <laughs> like dumb. Candy Graham. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I didn't even write it down because because I thought, what the hell is going on? I, this the song she sang. Oh, that there's yeah. nothing in this story. It, she's saying it in this terrible English accent. It's just dumb. Well, unless you're Emily saying, "I am this cake. I'm consuming everything, and I come and I try to feign that I'm not the cake at everybody's door." Get out. Get out now. <laughs> because you're right. Because I'm like, that is the strangest story. Like, did they just say, ad we need we need a dinner scene, just ad lib. Yeah. She's like, I this got was, this. This is what we do in story. Yeah. In theater, we <laughs> exactly. do this. It's a little exercise we do. But Jessica, you know, she goes to bed. And, that, and, and it's like very clear. Like, while Duncan 
is laughing way too hard at yeah. this stupid story. And it's clear to everybody that he and Emily are vibing. They do shots like... Even Woody says, like, man, take care of your wife. Yes, because the, he goes to bed and, and he's and he's bummed, I think, on two fronts because Jessica's his friend, yeah. Duncan's his friend, but also he goes, that was that was kind of my, my yeah. thing. That was going to be my thing. Exactly. You got a wife. Yeah. That was going to be my Leave thing. Leave some for me. And it's great because Emily's kind of cruel, just sort of barely acknowledges yeah. that he's even there. Yeah. And then that's when Duncan, he, he goes... Jess, I think he should go back to New York. And she goes, and, and she makes a great point. How do we pay for the doctor? What yeah. do we do with money? He's, eh, we'll figure it out. Just sell more bridles and bottles and such. As soon as our first great apple orchard comes in, people are going to love our poison apples. <laughs> he tries to be chivalrous. Yeah. And he says, no, no, Jess, you don't get out of bed. I'll get out of bed. But really what he wants, he wants to go sleep with Emily. And then remember the knife? Oh yeah, a and knife comes back to it, kill the it, mouse mole. In the middle of the the middle of the night, you see heavy breathing and knife reach into the mole Which container. Th- the first time you watch it, you know who saw the knife. Yeah. Jessica saw the knife right. and had the knife, so you go, "Oh, Jessica is going crazy." Like that's you. You would be yep. completely fair thinking that because that's where I saw this knife. Yeah, she just had a fight with her husband. Her they they agree that they're not going to sleep together that night. So her husband goes down clearly with the intention of sleeping with Emily. I don't and, even think we got that far when I was a kid because yeah. that would have been the point I go, "Oh good, there's going to be some boobs." And then there aren't boobs no. and we'd be like, "That's it. We're done with this movie. Put on hard bodies." <laughs> Malibuvacation. <laughs> Ski Patrol. At sunrise, and it's one of the few times, again, that this dreary... They padded this movie, much like Ghostkeeper, with some really good establishment stops, which just yes. makes it a creepy rural area. Because it's a cool house. Yeah. They do some great fog. There's fog and there's cupola. Jess is convinced that the creature that killed Dorker is also came into their home and killed this mole. <laughs> I don't know why. That just always made me laugh. And I don't think it was meant for jokes. Things are kind of picking up yeah. because she goes up. She's like, everyone thinks I'm crazy. She goes up, watches Woody take off to spread poison. I've never had an orchard, but do you go out and spray poison every day? Yeah, it seems like excessive amount. <laughs> every day he's out there just, and where are you getting your poison? Yeah. That costs monies. You got to sell a lot of jugs. <laughs> I think Woody's like, you know what? I've had enough of these people. Uh, uh, he's just, he's getting high. Get out there. Yeah. He's getting high in his high. own supply. <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't pesticide. Well, and, and then it gets, it gets so bad because she watches as Duncan's going to go into town. Yeah. Emily comes over to the car and they exchange and she leans in. Like, they're just being so open with their little affair. And it, it's just ugly. So Duncan takes off in the hearse. This is his last ride. Emily decides to go back up into the attic and her and Jessica begin to have this, it's this strange push and pull where Jessica, I mean, Emily really wants Jessica to go out swimming with her. The portrait's back. Oh yeah, that's the that's the that's, biggest part. This doesn't make Jessica go, holy crap, that yeah. thing we sold, that's back. She goes, wait a second, okay. that's Emily. And I went, that should have been the first yeah, time exactly. you saw it. <laughs> right now, you should be freaked out yeah. that this thing is right back where it was. Because then Emily just walks into the scene and yeah. Jessica tries to hit really nice. Like It kind of looks it like It looks like, like you. She goes... Meh, yeah. it's old picture, you know, focus and stuff. And you, and, no, that's you. Yeah. What the hell's going on here, dude? And then they're going, oh, it's so stuffy in the yeah. attic, which attics can be so stuffy. Yeah. That's the kind of place you would like a nice, clean Pilsner. Chuck Pilsner. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Mm. It is an odd scene because I think Jessica should have, she's so much questioning her sanity at this point. When she sees that, it might have been questioned, like, did we even, did I, we even sell that? 
And then to see Emily walk in and look almost exactly like she looks on the portrait and not, and, and not say, that's you. She's like, well, you know, you guys have the same hair color. Like it kind of looks like you. You and I, I mean, when was this picture taken? Yeah. It's time for a swim. Emily's really pushing. Like, let's go for a swim, hang out with him. And she's... It all, because you, it all goes back to the water. Yeah. This is the water. And this, I mean, I got, you know, this is, this is a good beach beer right oh, here. Oh, yeah. If I'm swimming, Bohemian Rapids, Chuck Pilsner, sign me up. Yeah. I think you mentioned before yard beer, like yard work beer. This would be excellent. Oh, dude, yeah. You're out if, there on the apple orchard. Yeah, exactly. Spraying your pesticides. Yeah. I mean, you have a yard. Yeah. You do yard work. Minimally. <laughs> it's not a big yard. That's what I have <laughs> teenagers for. Yes, but there was a time. Yes, there was a time. Before teenagers. When you, when you had to do that. No, if you're like, you know, working around the house, doing that to the Bohemian Rapids, Iowa Brewing. Good That's stuff, man. Excellent. Thank you. We had, a, we had a nice little visit there. They had nice. a lot They had a lot of different ones. They had this uh, wee heavy scotch ale that was, I, I was really, really digging and this was your last visit out there. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Cedar Rapids is about an hour from Dubuque, which is where I'm from. It's easy. It's just bam. You just get in the car, hightail it, you're there. And there's a, the Czech village. It's a strong uh, Czech population. They have the Czech village there. So it's a cool little spot. There's shops. It's a few breweries to hit. Clockhouse, Lion Bridge, this place, all were super welcoming. So it was, it was fun. And this is a great beer, man. Love to get this on tap. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a difference between a regular pilsner and a Czech? Like, when you see Czech pilsners, they always put, it's a Czech pilsner. From, you know, Czech Republic. They're not quite as bitter. It's usually just a slight sweetness, malty, biscuity. When they're out there swimming. Because it's a strange uh, scene. Because things just escalate from this point on. We're, we're at the climax of the Boy, you're, you're shifting. You're shifting yeah. into fifth gear at this yeah. point. Because they go out for a swim. She says, hey, let me put, you know, and this is very, you know, forward thinking. Yeah. Because she's like, let me put some, like, sunscreen. Yeah on you jessica and she goes okay well then she sort of pulls down the strap and she's getting it and you can see jessica's getting a little uncomfortable she's putting the moves on jessica and jessica isn't having it and jessica tells her i don't want to go to the water because it it scares me and she shoves her in the water yes and she jumps in and dunks her which having been the recipient of that kind of behavior when you don't want it is a very scary thing. It is. Like the water is, is I've had, you know, when I was a kid, you know, you just do jerky yeah. things to people and it happened to me where somebody dunks you and you're like, don't do that. Yeah. And they dunk you. It's a very like panicky yeah. situation you can get into. Jessica doesn't take to it. No. And Emily is just sort of a, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. And then she's gone. Everything, a mind F is going, you're, that is one moment where I just went, what in the hell? Because Jessica's in her own head, and now she's questioning what is going on. Yeah. Is there ever anyone here? Yeah, because it takes off. Because at, at at from this point onwards, everyone surrounding Jessica, Jessica ends up dying. Absolutely. Yeah. And the single scariest moment when she gets out of the water because a lady in white comes yes. tries yeah. t- tries to get her. Yeah. She gets out of the water. She's on the beach, and Emily, as the lady in white, rises out of the water, starts walking. That that is a scary moment. A really, really scary moment yeah. to me. Because also it's signaling, at least from Jessica's perspective, this is the end. Toyed around with you enough. The voice is in her head. And it's Emily. It's saying, you know, this way, follow me, stay. And she runs. She runs into the house, yeah. locks herself in. The lights aren't working anymore. Duncan <laughs> said he'd be back by lunch. Yeah. And it ends up being 5 o'clock. 
no one's there. Yep, no one's coming. <laughs> and it, it, the voices are saying, no one's coming. He said he'd be back. Where is he? And so she books it. And that's when Woody, who's been out poisoning all day. Yeah. I mean, how much poison is he spreading out how there? How big is this apple orchard? I feel like you don't have to sell all your crap. Because yeah. if you have that many apples, you can make some dough. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Woody, Woody comes in and he and Emily finally have their moment. And he says, I see what you're doing to my friend. Yeah. And she's got a dress on. And yeah. now she's coming on to him and she bites him. That's yeah. the only like vampiric real, you know, thing that I yeah. think of as vampire. Yeah. It happens. She bites him. And that scene transitions. Jessica's getting a ride into town from a trucker. Oh, yes, that's right. Who's got a cut. Who, <laughs> You're all right, little lady. Yeah. You be careful, little lady. <laughs> and why would she want to be taken back into that town? You think that she's still thinking, my last thread's a reality. I think Duncan might still be in that town, so I'm going to go and check on him. Yes. Okay. The, at times they, they say, hey, you need a ride into town. Yeah. But then also she's just going to run back home. Exactly. It, it's like the haunted palace. Yes. <laughs> you know, that castle way out there. Yeah. And then, hey, we're just going to pop into town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's only a couple steps. So, yeah. <laughs> the castle's really small. Yeah. <laughs> she's asking around town yeah. to, the, to the same rude people. Yeah. She's saying, have you seen the guy? I haven't seen anybody. Yeah. He drives the hearse. Yeah. Nah, and the hearse know. is sitting there. like, And they're like, yeah. Eh. And Duncan had gone, he went into town and yeah. like all the dudes followed him into the shop. Yeah. So you assume he's dead. Yes. She runs, she runs like, back. I'm, just runs. It, I, I why think, not just take the hearse? Yeah. I'm kind of curious about that because she runs and then just falls down. That's, I mean, literally <laughs> yeah. falls down. Just, ah, uh, that's it. Duncan starts calling. Like, he's being nicer to yeah. her than he's been all movie. He takes her home and this is okay. They go to bed. Yeah. They've been swimming yeah. Everything's hot, hot, hot. Yeah. And Duncan says, hurry, it's yeah. cold. He's dead already. Yeah. He, he's he's a thrall of the vampire. Then he starts, they get affectionate, yeah. and she finds a cut yeah. on his neck. And then Emily's there with yeah. the knife. Yes. And then the whole town's, all the townspeople. It's a very yeah. creepy moment. Yes. Like Jessica at this point just, like, I mean, you could imagine too, like it, it reminds me of that scene at the end of Dead and Buried when he finally reveals like where the whole town is out there. Yes. We're all part of this conspiracy, Jessica. Mm -hmm. Just join us. Your husband's already joined us. It's time for you. And oh, she even one of the vo the voice in yeah. her head says he's mine now. Everything's gonna be belong to Emily. So she bolts out, and of course she thinks that I have one last person, Woody, and she hears the tractor. <laughs> Because he's and, out of poison yeah. again. <laughs> and she runs through, like, it's she's running through poison. Oh, it's and, just a shower. And, of course, you see that Woody is, I mean, my assumption is, like, he's going to come back because Duncan, he brought back, them. but maybe Emily really did. didn't like. But you see Woody in that tractor, laid, like, laid back like he's been. Blood all over. Blood all over. Sprawled he's out. Yeah. yeah. So she goes, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I'm taking the ferry. Yeah. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah. And the, and the, fer <laughs> and the ferryman just says. Ferry ain't running for you. Again, death. Yep. It's a one-way trip. So she jumps in a little rowboat, heads out into the cove. Duncan, yeah. which it took me a while to yeah. figure out it was Duncan. A hand comes up. It's Friday the yeah. 13th style. Yes. It's a cheap moment. Yeah. And she kills this you know thing that's trying to get in. It ends up being Duncan floats yeah. away. Yeah. And then the whole town comes out watching her and Emily. And then there's a voiceover where she's saying, "Is did this even really happen yeah is this true am i imagining this and that's where the movie gets, and that's the end of the movie that's and it reminds it. me like you know what's our other movie that ended in a, a boat in a in a river or a cove alien dead oh 
the two of them were just after Buster Crab was berating them. Y'all get on my neck, huh? Go up, eat cheeseburgers, Positex. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a well, strange. Also, children shouldn't play with dead things. That's right. All the dead are on the boat. Yeah, heading over to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an odd movie because at the end you're like, what really happened? Yeah. Did is, is this just a dream that she died at the beginning of the movie? And this is just her transition into the afterlife. Where did they go up and experience a yeah. vampire happening? It's such a weird movie. It does leave you sort of, it leaves you going, huh. It has like that carnival soul, that Messiah of Evil kind of vibe where you're like, when I watched, did that, like, is it all in the brain of the main character? And that they were, they were unhinged to begin with. Because in all those movies, they let you know they're kind of unhinged. <laughs> At the end, you're like, huh, what to make of this? That happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say it's. I did the comparison yeah. thing throughout yeah. getting ready for this episode, yeah. and I and I went. I don't want to spend the whole time comparing yeah. it, but you know, like Messiah of Evil, Carnival of Souls, yes. Ghostkeeper, Ghostkeeper, Warlock Moon, Warlock Moon, yeah, which, which a, I mean has a little more answers yeah. at the end, but but there is just this odd, weird, dreamlike yeah. quality throughout. I just felt they were more effective. This one I felt was a little herky jerky. It felt more as if a gear was slipping throughout, whereas the other ones I I feel moved a little smoother. I agree Messiah with you. of Evil was the one yeah. I always come back to. Love that. That's a movie I would I will watch yeah. many times more in my life. I might watch this again. Yeah, I, you know. I, I guess we get to that point of the, of the episode. Oh, since I chose it, so Michael, would you recommend this movie? It's interesting, Jason. I hate to be wishy washy. It's it, would I recommend it? <sighs> sort of. It, it's one of those, and I've said this before, and I hate saying because it, it, it is sort of cheesy and a cop out. But if somebody said, "Hey, I'm going to check that movie out," I will not discourage you. But I might not go out of my way to say you should check this out because those movies we we listed that we we've just yeah. the ones we've done. I would say, have you watched those? The I would take those before. So in a way, yes, but in a way, no. I hate to say that because it, no, it it's, it's seems not, like a cop out because I am sort of a a weird place with this movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's when we've covered other B movies that are very similar in not only in the time period they were filmed. Um, we have at the very beginning of the seven. This was done in seventy one, and we have. Horror movies take a big change during this time period. Huge. They become more bloody, more violent, and the horror, as you pointed out, becomes less on the supernatural component and more on like, hey, it's your next door neighbors who you should be really afraid Last of. Last House on the Left, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It, yeah, it, it goes from vampires, monsters, the supernatural to just an everyday person. We don't really have to worry about nuclear war. We don't have to worry about giant monsters. We don't have to worry about ghosts. We need to worry about our next door Those people, person, yeah. yeah. That person that I picked up hitchhiking might, yeah. you know, be a psycho. And that's scarier. Kind of wishy-washy, too. I think Messiah Evil, far better movie. I think Carnival Souls, far better movie. I think Warlock Moon was a better movie. Two of those you brought to the table, yeah. and I'm really, really happy you did. Because yeah. Warlock Moon, Messiah Evil. Because yeah. I often, you know, it's like not just recommend, but if you're hanging out with somebody and you went, oh, hey. Have you seen this? Yeah, you want to check this out. Messiah of Evil, we're checking that out. And this is one where I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I saw it because I'd never seen it before. My recommendation would always be like, oh, you know, if you're watching this, you should check out these movies. Like watch watch a couple of them together. And you get, yeah. you'll get a sense of this, this foreboding kind of dread and supernatural dreamlike quality. It's no. not overly violent. I'm glad I got to watch it again as, yeah. a, as an adult. Yes. Because, because when I did... <laughs> 
I went, ah, I knew that movie. <laughs> Twelve year old me hated it. Older me, <laughs> old, older me is is, is, is a, a good first effort. Yeah. This yeah. This, isn't, this isn't a crap movie. No, this, no. this isn't a movie. I go, oh, yeah. we've done some stinkers. Yeah. This you is know, no Death Stalker. This is no this, something weird. Something weird. You know, it's like, yeah. The, well, you hated the Junkman. Yeah, I <laughs> like calling it the Junkman instead of the Junkman. It's like it's a, that's his last name. Yeah, Arthur Junkman here. <laughs> you know, well, even Ghostkeeper. I think we were both like, yeah. But I, I, I haven't gone back and listened. But I, I think I remember that movie more fondly than I. Did at the time I think it was just boring. Yeah, I think that was the big big I knock on that one. That one was, was like a very similar type of movie, but such slower paced. But also, I, I think if I remember correctly, Ghostkeeper was one where they went, "There's no more money." That's right. You're done. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, and, and they're, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't get to finish it. But anyway, the Bohe- Bohemian Rapids, fantastic. This is a good one. Iowa Brewing Company. Thank you guys so much. I will see you summertime. Try, yeah, I think I'm going back. I'll, I'll be going back in the summer. Good. Try. We've been going back twice a year, so try to make it make a run. Like I said, it's not that far. Well, I think that wraps things up. Yeah, man. Nothing else. It's, good. it's always fun to have an episode and okay. chat about these movies. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. This is Beer and Beer Movies. I'm Jason, and I'm Michael.